Welcome to the Career Happiness Podcast. My name is Soma Ghosh. I am the founder of a business called the Career Happiness Mentor. And within this podcast, we explore themes around career happiness, confidence, well-being, and so much more. Not only do I do one-to-one personalized episodes to really, really support you as a listener, but you will have the chance to listen to really, really amazing guests from all corners of not just world, but different industries. It's really, really important that you are not only happy in your career, but you make time to progress in a way that feels right for you. So if you want to have more energy in your career, change your career, find out more about how to potentially start a business or even help your teenager with careers advice, this is the podcast for you. Thanks so much. Hello everyone and in today's episode I am going to be talking about the four career happiness pillars. I briefly mentioned this in the um, previous episode where I was talking about hustle culture and I was thinking about what I think would be really really useful for you as a listener to get some careers advice and careers kind of knowledge around that I felt would be really, really relevant to you, but also really, really important and mindful um, in terms of how the podcast has changed over the years. Because believe it or not, this is, drum roll, um, the 200th episode of the Career Happiness Podcast. I am a little bit aghast at the fact that I have recorded 200 episodes. I'm not going to lie. And I have edited majority of these episodes, but I've also had wonderful people come and help me with the editing as well at times. So I just want to acknowledge thank you firstly to every person who's listened to the podcast and who's given me amazing feedback, given me a review and just rated it. So I just want to say thank you firstly to you before I begin this episode. But for me, this episode will be really, really centering around the popular themes on the podcast because I've been doing a lot of analysis on previous episodes. And in this episode, what I wanted to do is I wanted to go through the top kind of most popular episodes, the top 10 episodes overall from all five seasons because I just felt that that would give a really, really good overview for you guys to see that some of the themes that are part of the career happiness mentor and the work I do, these themes are relevant to today and they were relevant also in 2016 when I started. But I really, really want you to be aware of the fact that When I'm talking about these themes, you may not fit into one of these themes. You could be um, fitting into one or two of these themes, and that's okay too. This isn't about me trying to put you in a box. I never do that on a podcast. This is more about me trying to educate you based around the career happiness pillars and what I see within my work to try and support and help you understand that there is a lot that you can learn from this podcast 
whether you're a new listener to the podcast, you're a future listener, or you're somebody who's recently just started listening to the most recent episodes of the podcast. So if you didn't listen to the previous episode, episode 199, I'm just going to recap over what these career happiness pillows are. The career happiness pillars are basically on my website with a little bit more information about each of the four pillars and I'm not going to do them in a sequential order on the website they're in a sequential order but I think it is very much designed and around you as an individual but the first one that I'm going to mention is confidence and I'm going to talk a little bit more about confidence as a pillar as a theme I'm going to call it a pillar for the purpose of this episode, but it's also a theme that I see time and time again through my um, coaching and careers advice practice. So confidence as a topic, it is a huge topic and there are lots and lots of episodes that I've done about this. And I'm going to talk about the top 10 popular episodes in a bit. But confidence is something that I see come up time and time again because people lose confidence because they you know, may go through certain periods in their life where they go through anxiety, depression, they go through life changes, like becoming a mum, like becoming a carer. They may in fact have a um, chronic illness or another kind of illness that doesn't have a traditional name for it or they may in fact encounter neurodiversity later on in life. And as a result, their confidence could be affected because of that, or their confidence may change around how people view them, etc. So confidence is a big pillar, it's a big theme. And it's a theme that we have gone over a lot on the podcast, but it's a theme that comes up with 95% of my clients time and time again. So that's the first pillar slash theme I'm going to call it. The next one is clarity. And when we're talking about clarity here, we're talking about people being confused, definitely, about their career, confused about what they want to do next. And in general, just not having clarity around what they want from their career and where they want to go in their career. But also a lack of clarity when they're in a job that they feel that they don't have a lot of purpose around or they feel that they don't know what they're doing or they just feel as though they do not have the necessary support in place and this is a big pillar and a big theme that comes up because a lack of clarity can lead to unhappiness at work so both of these pillars are linked to career happiness because in order for you to be happy at work you need to have a certain level of confidence and believe in yourself but also To understand where you're going, you need to have clarity and not feel confused about where you're going as well. So both of these pillars link in to career happiness, hence them being career happiness pillars, but also their general themes as well. The next one is well-being. And, you know, the previous episode that I did was very much tied into the theme of well-being and the pillar of well-being. And that is essentially anything to do with your physical health, mental health, or anything around your health in general. And on the podcast, I've spoken about chronic illness. As you know, I've very openly shared my struggles with chronic illness, especially last year in 2023. And so when I talk about well-being, yes, things like stress can come up, things like burnout can come up. But also it's about understanding your rights as a employee or employer, if you listen to this podcast, or as a business owner. 
and understanding where are you maybe um, not filling your cup or maybe where are you burning the candle at both ends so that pillar is much more around not just your physical health because you should be making sure that you're going for your necessary health checks and going to see your doctor but also the mental health aspect of things and I always say as a disclaimer on this podcast if you feel as though you are suffering from depression anxiety or anything linked to mental health where you're not getting support please go to your doctor Please see if you can get counselling. Please see if you can get some form of therapy or holistic treatment. It is really super, super important. So the pillar of well-being is very important when it comes to career happiness because without us having a sense of well-being, whether it's five minutes of meditation in the morning or you know going to the gym every, every you know few times a week, um, so that we get that level of kind of um, downtime at the end of the day you know everyone's routine is different it's about understanding that your well-being can be really really important for your career happiness because in order for you to be happy at work if you're not looking after your well-being you're gonna feel not just burnt out but you're not going to be able to deliver the kind of quality of work that you want to do and that's going to lead to career happiness and the reason why I'm breaking down these pillars for you is because I just want you to take some time to really, really understand that I didn't just come up with these pillars. <laughs> I see these pillars time and time again with my clients and through the work I do. And the last one is support. And when we're thinking about support, I support you as a careers advisor slash mentor slash coach. And I have a lot of aspects to my role as a business owner and as the founder of the Career Happiness Mentor. But when we're talking about support as well, we're also talking about support in the sense of this podcast is a source of support for you. The blog that I have is a sense of support for you. If you become a paid client, I become a source of support for you. The resources that I'm going to develop, because I'm working on um, some future masterclasses that will be coming up very, very soon. And I'll be giving some little bit of information towards the end of this episode on that, but not too much. If you subscribe to the newsletter, you'll be getting much more further information about that. But the support is there from someone like me to support you through your career happiness journey in whichever form you choose to take it up. And so if we take that back to the career happiness and what that means is the theme of career happiness here. And that's a theme as well, because, you know, I'm the career happiness mentor then we've got to think about also the support that you are getting from the outside world, whether that's the support in your organisation, whether that's the support that you're getting from your family, from your friends, from people in your community. So support is a huge pillar because if you are not having that kind of support that you need, it's again going to lead you to not being happy at work. So I've gone through kind of me explaining a little bit more. If you listen to the previous episode and I've gone through it again, Please don't mind. I just want to do this for maybe people who've not listened to the podcast before or just wanting me to refresh it. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually talk about the top 10 popular episodes that tie into these pillars. And I will be also making sure that I um, produce some clips for you to kind of go through these episodes. So it's not just me talking about the episodes. And the reason I want to say that is because I feel like it's important that you, if you haven't gone back to the first few episodes that I'm going to talk about, 
you have a sense of what I'm talking about. Um, and I think that it's really, really important that you take time to, if, you, if you're new to the podcast, go back and listen to the episodes that are relevant to you. And I always say that because not every episode is going to be relevant to you. I have done a lot of episodes around careers advice for young people, for parents, because I work with a lot of parents. I've also done business episodes. So those episodes may not be relevant to you. And this year, what we're going to do on the podcast is we're going to talk a lot more about careers. There will be some business and careers advice episodes, but there will be a little bit of a less of emphasis on it. Um, and that's just a decision that I decided to make because I feel as though there are a lot of people that really, really need support this year. And there's lots of themes of people not only being unhappy at work, but people overworking. So I'm going to spend some time really digging into the career stuff. And then occasionally I'm going to do more episodes targeted towards parents and more episodes targeted to business, etc. But we're now going to go into those top 10 episodes and I'm not going to do it in any particular order. What I'm actually going to do is I'm going to tie them into the pillars rather than saying this is number one, this is number two, this is number three, because I want to not make it about these are the top or popular episodes. I want to make it more about you getting not going to be personalized but something a little bit more grounded in the way that I'm sharing the information today. So if we think about the pillars, we have the four pillars that I spoke about. When it comes to support, I'm going to be really, really honest with you, the support I'm providing through these episodes is, is that pillar. That is the, the tips, the practical knowledge, etc. That is the pillar of support through career happiness. And I think that that is something that whilst listening to this, you can get that support. So that pillar is covered. Right, pretty much. And if you subscribe to the newsletter, if you follow me on LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Instagram, you will continue to get support and you will continue to get all sorts of information from me for free. And then if you work with me as a client, one to one, you get paid support. So that's pretty much covers the pillar of support done. Right. Um, and support is all throughout all the episodes. So that pillar is covered. When we go through each pillar, linked to the episodes that I'm going to mention now, I want you to bear in mind that I want you to possibly, if you're not walking or you're not driving or you're not doing something active like exercise, write down what you think out of the four pillars was the most popular and then pause it for a second and come back and I'll tell you the answer in a minute. So if you come back to the episode, what did you write down? Do let me know if you want to, you know, send me a message. I'd love to find out. The most popular theme overall for the 10 episodes that were the most popular throughout the five seasons was, believe it or not, confidence. Not really a surprise, right? Because confidence, I think, is an issue and is a theme, if you want to put it that way, or pillar, that I feel, as I said, 95% of my clients go through. And Biraj Nikaraj actually spoke about this in his episode, episode 198, which was two episodes ago, where we were talking about strengths and, you know, how strengths can actually help people understand, you know, their work and be happy at work. So when we think about confidence, it is probably, not is probably, it is the most popular pillar from the 10 episodes that I'm going to share with you today. 
So when we think about that, that is not a surprise. And some of the episodes I'm going to mention are episode number two, which was with Alia Raja. And in that particular episode, we were talking about, you know, using confidence as a superpower. And in that discussion with Alia, we went through some of the things that can help your confidence, not just as a woman, but also in your career to help kind of supercharge what confidence means to you. And then what we also did really, really broke down some of the kind of misconceptions about motherhood and being not just a woman, but being able to find confidence after you've become a mum. And in episode three, I did a solo episode where I was inspired by Alia, where we kind of spoke a little bit more about career confidence and finding work you loved. So this is a really, really ongoing theme that I've continued to see despite and those episodes were recorded in 2019 so that tells you how much confidence is a huge part of that and what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play a few clips from those episodes to help highlight some of those areas for you. Why do you think I mean because I speak a lot about this on my videos and lives and my career confidence is such an issue but why do you think confidence is such a big issue especially for women yeah read some really um interesting uh, statistics it was the uh a study carried out by university of glasgow and they okay. looked into, um and they carried out a study on over 300 women hmm. and they found that 75 percent of women lack confidence at work interesting a huge amount yeah. and 40 percent of women um don't feel confident when it comes to speaking up in front of an audience you know, most of the women I work with, they are professional women. Professional women kind of between like early 20s to mid 30s. So kind of like, yeah, getting into their careers. And what I found that comes up the most is, you know, this fear of speaking up, fear of speaking yeah. up in front of more senior colleagues. It usually is male senior colleagues that comes up the most. Mm -hmm. And it's just this fear of judgment. I think we're very self, we can be very self-conscious, especially yeah. in the work. So rather than focusing on the task in hand, what we need to do at work, we'll make it about us. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's really interesting when I was listening to you, the, the thing that came up for me there, just by listening to you there is, is this fear, especially as women, especially, you know, when you're going through your twenties to your thirties, you're transitioning, you're changing, you're learning lots of things. Do you, do you find that when the women actually come to you, that they, they have this catalyst of fear to speak up and, you know, want to ask for more at work. Do you see that quite a lot, Aaliyah? Oh, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Um, yeah, we just make it a lot bigger in our heads. You know, it's a yeah. fear in our head of all the worst outcomes. Mm -hmm. What we do is we imagine everything going wrong. We imagine yeah. people um, judging us, people thinking that, uh, or just getting a no. Mm. So what I work with women and help them to do is actually, you know, be okay with messing up, being yeah. okay with actually making a mistake as well. You mm. know, if you're speaking up at work, just know that it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. Mm. You know, mm. focus on progress over perfection. But mm. a lot of the time what we do is we just want everything to be perfect before <sighs> we speak up. Yes. But like, we need to get everything what it needs to be right. It needs to be 100%. Mm. And that's what that's what holds us back 
because yeah. we're like we have it hasn't it's not up to the standard that we want it to be before we speak up doing at the moment is something that you love you adore it you love it then all you need to think about now is how can you feel more confident and some of you might be listening to this and some of you might be saying all I actually really need to do though Soma is you know what I'm working in a job that I'm fully qualified for but I'm undervaluing myself and working in a junior position or I have a you know brilliant qualification like the Prince 2 or the CIPD or the CIMA, or the ACCA, but I'm not working in alignment with what that job or what that career could pay me. So I need to think about jobs and careers that are going to pay me what I'm worth. And I actually wrote a blog post around this because I got asked this by somebody in my previous Facebook group, where they said, Soma, I apply for all these jobs, but I know I'm undervaluing myself. I know I'm, you know, not aligning who I am to where I want to be. And this is the thing that confidence and money sometimes does interlink. Because if you carry on doing jobs that, yeah, you can do, yeah, they're in your comfort zone, yeah, it kind of pays the bills, then you're going to carry on being there. Trust me, I know from experience. When I worked as a careers advisor in schools and colleges, I used to get paid more than the average careers advisor because pretty much most of those jobs, par one of them, was in central London and I used to have London waiting within that role and I remember some of my colleagues saying oh you have London waiting you have London waiting and you know kind of being a little bit envious I think because careers advisors don't really get paid that well but if you work in London you have that advantage right and I never really used to see um, that as the you know the easter egg to be honest, I just used to see the fact that, you know, I'm doing this and it's job. It's a job that I like doing. You know, I never saw it as that. But money is an important thing in terms of confidence as well. Because if you're getting paid a little bit more in a job role, it helps your overall um, mindset. It helps you feel appreciated. It gives you that acceptance. If you have a job that you know is going to, you know, a new job suppose that you know is going to be able to pay more than like let's say three or four grand up from what you're not getting right now then when you go into that job you're already going to be in this mindset of yes I know I've got to work harder yes I know I've got more responsibilities but I'm getting paid what I'm worth I've got this I can do this right so really really think about that for a minute think about you know how money and confidence ties in because they do tie in with each other trust me And the other thing I want to say around this as well is that when we think about confidence as a general thing, we think about it as women who, you know, have all of their stuff together. They they know everything. They're, you know, they're able to present well. They're able to articulate themselves well. They've got it all together, right? 
So those two bits that you heard there, they are very much in tune with the career pillar of confidence. But I wanted to go through why I specifically chose to include those clips in this episode. What was really, really interesting in from episode two, you know, make kind of career confidence your superpower, is that with the research that Alia was mentioning there, a lot of people are lacking confidence at work and in the workplace. And this was recorded in 2019. So I haven't got stats to share for you right now. Please go off and do that yourself. I don't want to like include further stats just because I want to cover more of the kind of groundwork of what was in that clip to detail what I've seen as a careers advisor within career confidence. But I wanted to mention that because that shows you the number of people who lack confidence and why it's such an important theme. And the fear of speaking up, this fear that Alia was talking about of speaking up in meetings, of asking for what you want, of feeling judged, of feeling self-conscious. Many of my clients have all of these emotions and, and feelings and it was making me think of something that we did not discuss in the episode and that I haven't spoken about much on the podcast that I wanted to quickly mention here. And that is this feeling of negativity bias. And for those of you who don't know what negativity bias is, it is a psychological um, phenomenon when you pick up on something negative that is said. So you could have the most amazing meeting with your team, with your colleagues, with a one-to-one with your manager, And one negative thing is said, and you pick up on that one negative thing. And when Alia was talking about all of these fears that we have in relation to our confidence, there could be some things that have come up from the past. Maybe when you went on leave because of maternity, somebody said something negative about that, or something happened in your life, and that's created this effect with your confidence. The example that I wanted to share with you that I think is one that I've found with my clients and and I've experienced this a bit as well, is when you go for a job and that job is given to someone else and then the feedback that you get, there was maybe something a little bit negative or there was maybe something constructive feedback that you've seen as negative, where your negativity bias fixates on that. And so when you're applying for other jobs or when you're thinking about going for a pay rise or promotion, you're holding on to that negativity bias, and that affects your confidence. And so I think it's really, really important for us to think about any negativity biases that we may have when it comes to us progressing in our career and when it comes to our confidence, because we all have them. And I wanted to highlight this because I think that when I'm working with my clients one-to-one, I try to tap into where that feeling of emotion and where those feelings and that fear, the fear of being self-conscious, the fear of judgment and the negativity bias is coming from. So I wanted to mention that. The other clip, which was from episode three, centered much more around like career confidence and finding work you love. It was a solo episode. I spoke a lot about this theme in that particular clip of undervaluing yourself and the potential for more. And not only do I still see this a lot, but I think that a lot of the time we are undervaluing ourselves because of the fear of success or the fear of failure that can come up. 
but also this piece around money and self-worth. Many women want more money and there is some shame attached to that because if you've been brought up to save your pennies, if you've been brought up to, you know, have savings accounts and all these kind of things, this attachment to money and self-worth and asking for more is seen again in a very negative way. And it's seen as something where, you know, you need the money to maybe repair that roof in your house or do a conversion or have the money for something potentially really, really life changing, like pay for your wedding or pay for your um, kids tuition or whatever it may be. But you're not asking for that money and that link between money and confidence and being happy at work. There is a link. There's a direct link. And I speak about that in this clip. But also, you know, it can help you when you're being paid a bit more extra and you have a few more thousand pounds in the bank account each month to actually help you enjoy for holidays or help you pay off bills or debts that you need. And it gives you a sense of career confidence. But it's also this thing around your mindset and this appreciation and job satisfaction that you're getting if you enjoy your job. And then on top of that, you're getting paid a bit more extra or even if you get a pay bonus. You know, all these things link into career confidence. And I think this is all really, really important to talk about. And these themes are still very, very relevant. We're now going to move on to the second pillar of clarity. So the most popular episode linked to clarity was episode 158, Career Confusion in your 20s and 30s and how to tackle this with the amazing Alana Kilmartin. So we recorded this last year in January and this episode was downloaded a lot of times and I'm not surprised because this is directly kind of impacting the particular age of the, the Gen Zers and the younger millennials, as I'm going to call them. And I think what we need to bear in mind with this particular episode is me and Alana covered a lot of ground. <laughs> we went through a lot in this episode. And Alana highlighted some of the things in terms of not just career support when you're younger, but also like some of the reasons why when people like get to university or after they do their degree, why they're so confused or even before they start their degree, why they're confused. Or, and then when we get to the time of after their degree and they're in their 30s, why the confusion doesn't stop. So I will be playing a clip from that episode in a bit to highlight some of those brilliant points that Alana made. A uh, few of the other popular episodes linked to that are three tips to help career confusion, where I went into a lot more kind of detail around, you know, how to go about your career clarity journey, what kind of things you can do so you're not confused. And this this still remains a very much downloaded episode and people still go back and listen to this one. And I think this is an important one to listen to because if you are confused, if you are overwhelmed with your career in terms of where you're going, then... I detail a bit more about that and I'll play a clip for you to help you get a little bit of a taster if you're new to the podcast, if you've not listened to this one yet, of what I'm talking about here. One thing that I wanted to kind of dive into a little bit more with you is when I was a guest on, on your podcast, we um, we kind of did speak a little bit about like career decision making and what young people can do to explore and discover themselves. But do you think there is an age 
or a time period between kind of like 18 and 30 where we don't kind of allow ourselves to explore who we really are or do you feel that this is kind of slowly changing with the gen z's and millennials what's your opinion on that yeah, it's um I was I was actually interviewing someone for my like my new podcast a couple of weeks ago and he's 21 years old and he's just graduated from university and is about to go into his first professional job and I was like gobsmacked by how much personal development he'd already done mm-hmm. on himself. And so what I really have seen is there's this like there's from a personal development perspective there's a lot more like people that are, are, are looking for resources at a younger age to yeah. explore who they are and which I think is incredible because I think about man if I had have had those not necessarily had the resources but known to try and access those resources at a younger age it would have made such like ma- such a massive difference but I know when I kind of look at that age group the especially those in your 20s you go through so many periods during that. And even when I think about like a lot for me happened around that age of 26, 27, which I know happens to a lot of other people because they've had a few years in their career. And then it's like, Oh oh no, I don't think this is for me. I now need to either get out of this or is this my life now? What am I doing? Or there's that kind of shift towards, well, do I want to be able to buy a house or am I like, you know, marriage, kids, all of that sort of stuff. As, as the the closer you get to 30, the more you start having those thoughts and, the, and those conversations. And I think in terms of when is that that really great time to do so, I mean, I think your whole 20s and your, that whole time period is a brilliant time to be able to explore yourself. But that's where I think like coming back into that gap years point, I just think that gap years are the best way to start that journey and it doesn't, it really does not even matter what you do on that year. What happens is, you know, when you're confused at work, that confusion can sometimes flow into your life. I remember when I was really, really confused at work. Um, Some of the other things that popped up is I was entering into relationships and I was entering into things which which were also confusing. It was it was flowing in. It was flowing in the wrong direction. And I wasn't sure why at the time, but it was because I was still kind of trying to figure out who I was. So by doing this brain dump, by spending, let's say, 15 to 20 minutes just writing down everything that's causing you confusion, everything that's causing you to feel, how should I, put, how should I say, not unsure about where you are and where you're going to go, it's going to release all of those emotions that you're having. And believe me, when you're confused about your career, there are lots of lots of emotions and that can happen not just due to redundancy you could be confused because maybe recently you have entered into a new job and it wasn't the job that you thought it was going to be and the company that you're working for does not align with your values and who you are as an individual and you've become quite shocked and you're like this isn't me oh my god what do I do now you know I haven't even passed my probation period and I've only been here for like a few weeks and I'm not sure this is me and I'm not sure this is what I want to do right so that could be you 
or this could be speaking to somebody right now who is um, perhaps going on maternity and you're thinking about your prospects and what's going to happen next especially if this is your first child or maybe this is your second or third child and you're thinking hmm okay with my second and third child I continue to work sorry second and first child I continue to work but now I'm having my third child or you know another child is this really what I want to continue to do and are there other options for me so I've given those three different scenarios but obviously I know that there are other women who possibly could be listening to this who are feeling confused and by doing this brain dump you're going to get rid of those emotions and I want you to be as honest as possible imagine that you know you're talking to your best friend in this journal and you're releasing everything you're releasing all those emotions because by doing that not only are you clearing the energy of everything that's going on in your head like literally you are you're going to feel so much better after you do it so that's the first one brain dump so when we look at the pillar of clarity some of the clips that you would have heard there were from Alana's episode where we were talking about career confusion in your 20s and 30s and that clip in particular it kind of focused more on kind of like some of the things that Gen Zers can actually start doing and in terms of the exploring that a young person can do in their 20s and I think what Alana was saying about you know, young people being a lot more open and a lot more kind of willing to do the personal development at a younger age, the example she gave of the, the gentleman that she spoke to who was 21, this ability to want to have that kind of sponge learning and that actually helps them to be more focused and it helps them feel less confused about their work that doesn't mean they don't feel confused they do but through that kind of confusion element they continue to learn and they continue to develop and they do things sooner and one of the things that occurred to me is Alana was talking about something very specifically around when she was around 26 27 she was beginning to like really really assess her career and that was the age where I was actually thinking a lot about this and we actually spoke about this with Trang last season Trang Nova when I spoke to her about quarter life crisis and a lot of the time when we think about quarter life crisis we don't really give a lot of attention to it but being in your kind of mid-20s you do question and you do start to feel confused about things and as you get closer to 30 if you're not married you don't have kids or you know, certain things that haven't happened in your career, you begin to doubt your ability. And that's also where the confusion comes from and the lack of clarity comes from. So asking questions isn't a bad thing, but I think for some weird reason, we've been taught that asking questions isn't necessarily a good thing always in life. But I would argue with that as someone who's a careers advisor and say you should be questioning things, especially if you're not happy, especially if you want more from your career and using that time to explore in your 20s. And one of the things that Alana goes on to talk about in that episode was actually gap years. She speaks about the importance of gap years after you leave school or after you do a degree. And I think that's something really, really worth tapping into. So please go and listen to the whole episode when you get a chance. But the next episode that I played as a clip there, linking in with the pillar of clarity, is actually around the three tips to help you with career confusion. Within this episode, 
I do go into quite a lot of detail about the individual tips. But what I wanted to do in the short clip that I shared is literally just talk about brain dumping very, very briefly and sh- and share a clip that kind of ties into that. And brain dumping and journaling is something that I go through with my clients time and time again. I brain dump, I journal, and I would advise it to anybody anytime they're feeling really, really overwhelmed and they feel a lack of clarity. But also the thing that I was saying at the beginning is of that clip around how when you're confused in your career, it can filter into your life. So it can filter into your romantic relationships. It can filter into friendships. It can filter into all areas of your life, money, perhaps, etc. So that can be because you're not being indecisive on purpose. You're just lacking that clarity because you don't understand what's going on. And why brain dumping is really, really powerful is it releases all of those emotions, the overwhelming feelings that you're feeling. But also it can help you understand what the root of the issue is, the why, which I spoke a little bit more about in that episode. And the scenario of me talking about the new job there, the reason I chose to speak about that is because this comes up a lot with my clients who've been in a new job or who've been in a job for, let's say, less than six months to a year, and they actually think, oh, the job that I actually signed up for isn't the job I wanted, and now what do I do? You know, I feel like I've been duped in a way. Not duped intentionally, but duped mentally, because either they built it up to be something they thought it was going to be, or when they started working, they thought things were going to be slightly different for them. And that can be really, really difficult to digest, because when that happens, you then end up becoming unhappy and you weren't figuring that you were going to be unhappy. And that's something I've experienced, but it's something I've helped a lot of my clients with as well to kind of get a bit unstuck around that because I think a lot of the time we don't give ourselves enough credit and we feel we carry a sense of guilt when that happens. But also changes in general, things like becoming a mum, getting married, buying a house, all these things could tie into that feeling of feeling confused or maybe wanting to move in with a partner but not not sure if you can because you know you're not that happy in your job etc so these are all the things that kind of tie into that pillar i'm now going to move on to the next pillar which is around well-being and before i go on to that i do want to mention one more episode that is worth you reflecting back on i did not share a clip for that but I do want to mention it. And that is episode four when I was talking to Kiki Kirby. And in Kiki Kirby's episode that I did with her, what we actually explored is we explored finding your true purpose in your career. So we speak a lot about purpose, well-being, all that kind of thing in that episode. And it's worth you going and having a listen of. The episodes for well-being that I would recommend, and I'm going to play a clip from one of them, is episode 50, Are You Being Undermined at Work? And episode 156, How Yoga Can Help Your Career and Life with Deepa Supra. And I'll talk a little bit more about that when I kind of go over the clip very briefly about being undermined at work as well. You can start to look at your work and you can start to think, actually, this job isn't for me. When actually, that's actually not the issue. The issue is is the environment that you are in and the kind of um, messages that you're getting from people. Because what tends to happen as well, and this goes back to toxic work culture a little bit as well, 
is that if you see your manager being negative and constantly giving you negative, negative feedback, you may then see a pattern of other people being like this in your workforce because they're getting negative feedback, they're getting um, undermined at work and they're not getting valued. The other um, kind of implications of this could be that when, you know, suppose you're a parent or, you know, you're a caregiver to somebody and you have additional responsibilities or you're not feeling well, if your manager or boss is not allowing you to leave work on time and they're overloading you with work, and then they take credit for your work, which I've spoken about before on this podcast. Unfortunately, it's happened to me. Or when they do see you, they will call you out in front of everyone and they'll say, oh, you know, um, you, you did all this work, but you didn't do this. So they won't look at all the incredible work you do. They'll just pick out the bits um, that you didn't do and make emphasis on it to embarrass you, even though you know, you've done a really, really stellar job. So as I said, it can be a number of things. The things that I would look out for if you feel you're being undermined by um, a team member or a manager is the way that they speak to you, communication. If they're being very kind of subtly sarcastic or, you know, they're questioning you or they are saying things to you which you feel uncomfortable with, you will have a sense or you will know you're being undermined if they're not encouraging you, if they're not being positive. And I'm not saying that, you know, you're, you know, going to do 100% great work all the time. We're human beings. We make errors. But if you do make an error or a mistake, go to your manager and talk to them and say to them, look, I made this mistake. Can you support me? What can I do? And if your manager is supportive, they're going to help you through that. But if you make the mistake and then your manager or boss or whoever it is shouts at you, then that's not going to help you feel valued and part of, um, you know, a healthy work environment. And this is why I'm talking about being undermined at work, because a lot of people who feel undermined feel really, really um, anxious and sometimes fall into the category of having to take time off work when it's really bad, when potentially they could be being bullied. So I want you to really, really think about this. And so with the pillar of well-being... I wanted to make sure that when I showcased the popular episodes linked to this that are in the top 10 episodes, being undermined at work was one that I chose linked to the well-being pillar because if you think about being undermined at work and what was shared in that clip there, you know, I'm talking about managers and work environments like being toxic, being undermined. Just before that particular clip in the episode, if you haven't already listened to it and you want to go back and listen, I give two examples, an example that I personally went through where I was undermined at work. And then I also talk about an example where a client of mine was undermined at work. And I talk a little bit before that about criticism in the workplace and what that looks like. And I think it's important to note that if people are taking credit for your work, but yet they're undermining you, That's you're still being undermined. And if your personal life is being affected because your boss, your manager or your workplace isn't giving you time off to pick up your kids or do certain things and it's filtering into your work and you're just continuing to feel disrespected and undermined at work, after a while, if the workload is extremely poor to this extent where you are just 
constantly in almost burnout mode, you are going to feel a sense of, I'm working in a toxic place, especially if there are toxic managers. But also, in terms of the behaviour, looking at things like, is the criticism constructive versus unfair? Is, has this person got like some kind of personal vendetta against me? Is this bullying? And when you're going to them and you're saying that this is happening to me and they're not supportive and they're not giving you guidance and your other colleagues are a bit cliquey and then you're seeing that you're being undermined not just by management but also by the whole team, you're going to sense that your well-being is going to be affected, especially if you're having to take time off in order to recover from that stress. And that is why I wanted to include that clip. I am going to be going through the seasons and the themes that repeatedly come up and well-being will be obviously one of them. But what I do want to say is the other episode that I wanted to mention that was in the top 10 episodes is the episode I did with the amazing Deepa Supra. And what I'll say about this episode is we covered a lot of ground in this episode because we spoke about how yoga as a whole can help not just your career in life, but also things like how meditation and, you know, just doing yoga, doing the stretches can help your well-being. And in the previous episode, I spoke a little bit about um, job crafting when I was talking about this uh, culture of of burnout. So I think it's important to note that yoga can be one of the things that you do linked to well-being crafting. And so what I'm now going to do is I'm literally going to talk about these pillars showing up throughout the seasons a little bit. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk a little bit about some upcoming things that you might be interested in in terms of careers content and I'll conclude the episode. But Before I do that, I do want to say that when I'm talking about these themes and talking about them and I'm breaking them down because I feel like this is one of those episodes where I want to give you that extra added bit of support. And remember, pillarful is support. Now I'm going to talk about the popular themes and the pillars throughout all of the seasons of the Career Happiness podcast. And it's not going to be possible for me to go through every single one of these because otherwise I'm going to be here for a very long time but what I am going to do is when I was going through the stats I went through some key episodes that I thought you know would be helpful for you to go back to especially if you're new to the podcast or you haven't listened to all of the episodes that you might feel kind of useful to to look at. So the most popular theme overall and this is probably not going to be a surprise, and I said it at the beginning, was confidence. And what was really, really interesting is for each season, although overall confidence is the pillar that was more popular in terms of the themes of the episodes overall over the the 199 episodes, the pillars and the main theme for each season differed. And I found this really, really interesting Because that shows you that over the course of time, as we've gone through, you know, a pandemic before the pandemic and after the pandemic, there was a sense of people really trying to reestablish what their career happiness and what career happiness means to them. 
So what I will do is I'm just going to quickly mention the popular pillars for each season. So for season one, for example, the most popular pillar overall was clarity. So when we look at some of the popular episodes, like episode number five, that's about clarity. When we look at episode 22, career comparison and, you know, how to deal with this with Lucy Sheridan, we're actually looking again at clarity. And the other one that I didn't mention was how can I restart my career after a career break? So the theme of clarity was like really, really, really kind of popular in terms of the downloads and Through the newsletter, I will be sharing a little bit more about the popular episodes for each season, but I'm not going to do that in this podcast episode today if you're interested in that. For season two, the most popular pillar, again, was clarity. So that kind of shows you we're going through the pandemic just yet at the beginning of the year. But then after a while, that theme of clarity was still really, really important because people were feeling lost. People were feeling confused. People were feeling overwhelmed. And then we go to season three and that started to change a tiny little bit because the most popular themes were clarity and confidence. And I will be going through some key episodes that I think are worth you going and listening to from season two, three, four and five in a bit. But I just wanted to go through the popular themes first. And season four, the most popular themes or pillars, should I say, were well-being and confidence and that really shouldn't be a surprise because I think after what happened during COVID post-COVID we were really trying to prioritize our well-being and confidence and that's showcased through the world of work and all the changes that employers were trying to make so that really isn't surprising at all which is why I think Deeper's episode was so much like why it was downloaded as well later on in season three but for 2022 well-being and confidence was a key thing because I think a lot of people were beginning to go through this confidence crisis, but also they wanted to look at their well-being. And then for season five, the most popular pillar was confidence. So you've had an evolving change over the seasons, and I'm going to quickly go over that one more time just so that we can be clear. The first pillar for season one that was most popular was clarity. The second most popular pillar for season two was clarity again. The third most popular pillar for season three was confidence and clarity. And then for the fourth season, it was well-being and confidence. So there was two pillars there. For the fifth season, it was confidence. So that shows you an evolving change in terms of how people these themes are still so relevant and they're still very much encompassing with when I started the Career Happiness Mentor in 2016 and then when I started the podcast in 2019, a lot of these things are evolving and changing. I'm now going to go through some key episodes that I didn't mention before from season two to three that I think you're going to find really, really helpful and I'm not going to talk about them too much. I'm just going to very briefly talk about them because I want you to go off and listen to them when you can if you haven't already listened to them. So the popular theme of, again, clarity for season two, some of the key ones that I think will really, really help you if you're feeling a bit stuck right now in terms of the theme of clarity is episode 52, should I turn a hobby into a business? Because obviously during the pandemic, a lot of people were thinking about starting businesses and startups are still something that a lot of people are doing. And in 
fact, when I've been doing my careers research, side hustles are increasing whilst people have a day job. So that's something that could be worth you going and having a listen to. And I've had some really, really good feedback on that episode as well. And episode 46, three reasons to change your career. You know, people were changing their career a lot in 2020 and people are still thinking about that. But also the episode I did with Ros Jackson about how to tackle career change and why we need to talk about it more. What we spoke about in that episode that you guys might find interesting is that, you know, there was a whole stigma attached to career change. And weirdly, after 2020, that seemed to change because people are much more open to it now, interestingly. The popular pillar from season three, as I've said before, was clarity and confidence. So if we look at the episodes that really encapsulated that in season three, we have episode 115, career change versus job change. So that's obviously around, you know, which one is better, career change versus job change. But what are the pros and cons is kind of what I did in that episode to kind of really, really help give you that confidence and that clarity piece there. And episode 110, should you consider the great resignation as part of your journey? So, you know, a lot of people at that time were going through this evolution of, you know, through quiet quitting, thinking about handing in their resignation. And some people are, but with terms like resenteeism um, coming into the foray, and I'll be talking a little bit more about resenteeism in my upcoming career happiness newsletter. Um, but for those of you who don't know what it is, it's basically when people begin to resent their job or they're unhappy in their job because they can't leave and they can't leave maybe because they're scared of financial implications and career progression. So although people are still quitting, um, I do think that a lot of people are suffering from resentism because of the cost of living crisis. But if you want to find out more about The Great Resignation, then I would suggest you go and listen to that episode. And the other one around clarity and confidence was episode 92, Four Reasons Why People Leave Their Job. Again, the theme of quitting was there and it still is around, but I think people are really, really, really making sure they have their finances sorted before they quit at the minute. For season four, the popular themes of well-being and confidence. You had a few different episodes going on here and some of those episodes were, you had... Episode 146, (laughs) interestingly, what is quiet quitting and what do you need to know about it? So again, this phenomenon of quiet quitting, you know, staying in a job that you're not quitting. Very, very kind of similar to resenteeism, but doing the bare minimum in that job. So that has been a really, really popular one and it ties into confidence and well-being because a lot of people who quiet quit they are stressed, they are burnt out, and they're doing the bare minimum just to survive so they can pay the bills. But it also ties into the pillar of confidence because a lot of the time people are lacking confidence, hence them staying in that job. Then we've got episode 131, three tips to be healthier in your career. For season five, the popular pillar of confidence. We've got quite a few different ones, but I'm just going to mention a couple of them. So the first one is obviously the episode I did with Alana, but that also encapsulates clarity as well. And then the next one you have is how can you find your career purpose and ways to do this? This was the second most downloaded episode of season five. And 
I think a lot of people in 2023 were looking for purpose, were looking for clarity, were just really, really confused and needed a bit more help and a bit more kind of support around this one. The next one that I'm just going to very briefly mention is upgrading your career success with Rebecca Laypod. That was a really, really popular one because I think a lot of people wanted to upgrade, upskill, have new skills, understand more about how to really, really apply career success, but didn't really know how to do that. And Rebecca's episode was really, really great for encapsulating that. So lastly, just to round up this episode, what I want to kind of say is that I am writing a series of newsletters around career trends. And the purpose of me doing that is that you will get to find out a little bit more about organisational trends and workplace trends in these newsletters. Briefly, I'm going to go over them. So I will be sending these out from January 31st. There's going to be a series of three letters. And I'm also going to be talking about some of the most popular episodes in a little bit more detail and going into detail around why I think they're very popular in line with my um, career mentoring business. So if you want to find out more about that, link to subscribe to the newsletter in the show notes, just to let you know. And the other thing that I want to say is, when I'm talking about the four pillars here, I don't want you to think, oh, I must fit into one particular pillar or one particular theme. There's lots of themes that I speak about on the podcast, and you may not feel entirely aligned with one theme or another as I said I don't want to box you into a category I want you to go away and maybe do an exercise for yourself to reflect on the themes that are important to you in your career right now it could be the theme of money it could be the theme of maybe thinking about what skills you need to have it could be a theme of retraining whatever the skills are that come up for you write them down after you've listened to this episode and try to understand why that particular theme keeps on coming up for you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and thank you for allowing me to record 200 episodes because I wouldn't be here if people were not downloading the episodes. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Career Happiness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media or with somebody you know it will make a significant difference too. And remember, if you haven't already, please take some time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much.